Before we jump into this episode, I wanted to tell you about our new and improved Podcast Pro ebook is available now. So anyone out there who has been thinking about launching a podcast, or maybe you have a podcast and you want to grow your audience and reach more people, or perhaps you're ready to monetize, we have an ebook that will tell you all the things. This is over 80 pages to help you launch, grow, and monetize your dream show. It is step-by-step. It is self-study. It is thorough as hell. And Krista and I, as you know, started this show on our closet floors and built it from the ground up. So we've made all of the mistakes and lessons learned so that we could share with you how we did it and how to get there sooner and more efficiently. And we're just really excited to share this ebook with you. So you can visit almost30.com and click on Podcast Pro. You'll find the ebook there. It is new. It is shiny. Is it improved? It is improved. Improved, and it has all of our latest tips and tricks and steps to launch, grow, and monetize the pod of your dreams. What's up, everyone? It's Linz. Welcome to Almost 30. I am opening up the show today. We are a couple days out from Krista and Justin's wedding. Celebrating their union and love is something that uh, I just, I can't wait to do. I cannot wait to witness. It's going to be incredibly special. If you can take a moment wherever you are and just send Krista and Justin a loving thought, a prayer, anything that will just support uh, what is happening this weekend, their marriage. It's going to be a beautiful, beautiful celebration. And I cannot wait. I love you guys. Krista and Justin's relationship has been just one that has been so expanding for me over the years, especially when I was single. Yeah. And I've never felt like the third wheel with them. You know, we just they are so open-hearted and loving not only towards one another, but the people that they have in their lives and they just make people better. And I just love them so, so much. So thank you in advance for sending a loving thought and prayer their way. And I'm excited for this episode. We're going to get pretty much straight into it. We are joined by Trina Felber. She is the author of Beauty's Dirty Secret and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I'll talk about Primal Life in a moment. I absolutely love and obsessed with their products, but she's sharing the truth and the not truths about common dental work and hygiene products, as well as beauty products, skincare products. This is a dental hygiene and skincare hygiene focused episode, which I know so many of you will find incredibly, incredibly fascinating. I get a lot of questions about my skin. I am not an expert. Uh, so I always, I always give that caveat of I am not an expert, but this is my experience. But Trina is truly an expert and is just a wealth of information. I learned so much from this episode, everything from what is in our products for our skin and our dental hygiene, how they could be affecting our health over time, and how these natural ingredients do an incredible job of upkeeping our skin and dental and why that is so. 
She shares with us her interest and obsession with dental care, what led her down this path to starting Primal Life Organics. We talk about how to boost the natural minerals in our teeth and reestablish the natural microbiome. Uh, We also talk about good natural microbiomes that newborn babies develop when exposed to good bacteria from the birth canal. We talk a lot about the microbiome. So what I didn't know was that the mouth, the mouth is the gatekeeper for your entire health. It is the basis for what your internal health is built upon. Um, if you have bad breath, that will lead to gum disease, disease and cavities, which will then create digestive problems and internal health issues. So this is really, really important. This is not just like, you know, a really light dental and skin episode. Like these, this is important information that I know I will never forget and I will implement in my daily life moving forward. So I just hope that you will take what resonates and try it out and leave what doesn't as always. That is what we're all about here at Almost 30. We never take anything that we share with you as what you should do. It is just information and it is just something that you can take or that you can leave. Trina, as I said, is the founder of Primal Life Organics. Trina is a mom and nurse who wanted to find on her own natural, safe, and effective products that she could trust for her whole family and she wasn't finding it. So she created it. And I have to say, I've had just an incredible experience, especially with their dental products. So I got the dental detox kit. It's so, so good. It has the toothpaste powder. It has a tongue scraper. It has the gum drops. It has a tooth toothbrush itself. It has floss. And y'all, my teeth have never felt better. I have to say when I use more of the really harsh, harsh either mouthwashes or toothpaste, my mouth doesn't feel as good. I can't really describe it. It's just my own experience. No shame for anyone using those, but yeah, I I just feel like it it kind of strips my mouth of something and I, I feel like weird in the morning. Does anyone feel that? Anyway, this was just really, really informative. And so I'm loving that detox kit and I'm really pumped. Okay, so Trina and Primal Life Organics, they make a teeth whitener and they're giving us a special deal and I need you to take advantage of this. So she's giving us a an exclusive offer where you can save 60% off the regular price of the teeth whitener. This is a limited time offer. So tell your friends and literally do not wait. This is a limited time offer. So if you're looking for a teeth whitener and one that is, you know, safe and good for your health and for your teeth, this is it. So go to naturalteethwhiteners.com, naturalteethwhiteners.com, and you'll get 60% off. So basically, if you go to Primal Life Organics and try to buy this, it'll be 60% more. So you'll get 60% off when you go to naturalteethwhiteners.com. Com. I'm so pumped for you guys. Uh, show me your white teeth. And thank you, thank you, Trina, for coming on the show. Again, get your notebooks out. You're going to want to. She has so much information on dental and skin health. And we answered some of your questions that you submitted to us. So I'm really excited to get those answered for you. As always, thank you for listening to Almost 30. I love you so, so much. Subscribe, rate, and review if you are called to. Share this with a friend, a family member, any episode that you feel like would be a gift to 
to someone that would support them and what they're going through and working through, please, please pass it along. That is just such a gift to us. Thank you in advance. Again, send your love and good, good to Krista and Justin this weekend as they get married and just start that chapter of their life together. I'm so excited to be there and to celebrate. Truly honored. Chris is my best friend and love just rocks. You know, love just rocks. This is what life's about. So, all right, everyone, enjoy this episode. Please, please follow us at Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me at Lindsay Simsick and you can follow Krista at It's Krista. We will see you on the other side and enjoy. I'm excited because we've never done an episode like this. Yeah. And I feel like you have so much insight. We've already been ripping. There's been a lot of information. I'm like, oh, we better. You guys are virgin dental people. Yes. You're virgin dental. And we've done clean beauty, but not in the way where it's so easy to understand, like what you've talked about. And you have such a beautiful journey as well that really led you here. Um, I'd love to just talk a little bit about that so people get to know you before we really dig in. Yeah. And I'm a nurse by like, since I was 22, I've been a nurse. So I love to talk to people. Like when the doctor would leave, they'd be like, what did he say? So I am able, that's why I can communicate so well with people, women, men, children. I can get to their level. And I'm not saying you don't understand and you you won't understand, but I under, I know how to make it so you can understand what you really need to know. And really, you don't need to know all the mosh posh, you know, scientific stuff. You just need to know what's going to work and why. And then, so you were a nurse for a while and then you did anesthesiology, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Anesthesia. And then you were in burn centers, correct? I started my career as a nurse in a burn center. Yeah. When I was in my twenties and I loved it. It was a great job, but you learn, I learned so much about the skin. I learned, you know, that damage to the skin affects every single organ and not just organs, but your mental health, like your skin, the way you look um, that's your self-confidence and especially when it's related to your face. But even if it's not your face, if it's your arm or it's your chest or your leg, people tend to cover up scars because mm-hmm. scars aren't beautiful from what people believe. Um, so it really is traumatic mentally, but physically it's traumatic to your every organ in your body. It's dependent. You know, your immune system is dependent on your you know, fluid electrolyte balance is all affected by your skin. So Um, I learned what trauma to the skin does, but I also learned that it can heal and regenerate. Sometimes it's not beautiful when it heals and regenerates because if it's a deep scar or deep burn, but the beauty of it is most of us don't go through that type of injury. And even if you're someone that deals with scars from acne, I I had a face full of acne when I was 39 years old. I was 39. I had a face... I, I used to call it my forest. I would have a forest of acne. My mm. skin was so oily and bumpy. And um, I had so many scars from growing up. I've done almost every gamut that you can go through with acne. Um, I, you know, I've done Accutane. I did the um, wow. antibiotics. I've done ointments, all sorts of things. Nothing changed my skin until I figured out and changed my what I was using. And then my skin became beautiful. And what's really great about it is the scars can fade over time because mm-hmm. you're not stuck with the skin you have. Mm-hmm. You can actually make some changes and you won't see the changes for some time possibly, 
But if you put a trajectory in of three to five years, your skin could be absolutely gorgeous and almost scar-free if you're someone that suffers with scars to the point where only you notice it's there. And you can go makeup-free if you really want to and feel confident still. Wow. And when did you when did you start getting into products? Because that's a whole other game. So the trajectory from being a nurse in a burn center, anesthesiology, and then was it shortly thereafter or has this been just kind of over time and only recently? So I did um, anesthesia. I graduated from anesthesia in 2007. I was turning 40 that year. So I um, was engaged and my husband, uh, fiance at the time, but husband um, went to Fiji to get married and we knew we wanted to start a family right away. So that's why we went to Fiji. We figured we won't get there for a while. <laughs> and being almost 40, I assumed I was going to have a difficulty getting pregnant. So I, I luckily, and it was really fun, got pregnant on our honeymoon in Fiji, came back to the US. I was seven weeks pregnant, getting ready for work one morning. And I picked up my moisturizer and I was really in tune with my body and I was really in tune with um, with things. Um, but I was seven weeks pregnant and I miscarried and I was just devastated. But I knew that um, I, I was just thrilled that at 40, I could get, or 39, I could get pregnant very quickly. So we started making some changes in our personal life. We, we cleaned up our, you know, our cleaning products and what we used um, for laundry. It never dawned on me to look at skincare. It never dawned on me to look at personal care products. And I got pregnant again very quickly with my daughter. I was at week seven where I had miscarried. And you know, everything's just spinning in your head of, is it going to get past seven weeks? Maybe I'll make it to eight. You know, am I going to get to meet this little one? And so at week seven, picked up my moisturizer, glanced at the ingredients for the first time. It was a company that I trusted, marketed themselves as organic and natural. This was early for those type mm-hmm. of marketing, but that's the, the message. And I saw on their list of ingredients, toxins, chemicals, things that I knew would pass through to my baby. Because, you know, now I know, I've done a lot of the research since then, that um, babies are actually born with phthalates and and things from skincare products in their system because it does pass through the placenta into the baby. So I ditched everything. I'm one of those all or nothing kind of girls. Yeah. Same. (laughs) And I literally put my moisturizer down and I thought, what can I put on my skin? Like I'm, and mind you, I had my face full of acne and I was oily skin. And the only thing I could think of was those ladies in Italy are absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. And I know I have olive oil, so I'm just going to go get some of that. And I started with olive oil and I was blown away at the difference very quickly that just putting good, like, ingredients, food-based ingredients on my skin. So I started playing around and dabbling with ingredients and lo and behold, my acne cleared up, went away for the first time ever. And I got my confidence. People started Mm -hmm. telling me, you've got gorgeous skin. I'm like, I've never heard that in my life. Like just that feeling. And the feeling that I've been duped by Big Cosmo. Like, you know, I bought the stuff that they were selling because they were selling me beauty. They were selling me, you know, a clean skin. And I was really discouraged. So I started making all of those things. And I'll never forget, I was breastfeeding my daughter. So she was only a couple, you know, 
days, weeks old at the time. And my products were really working. I was giving them to some friends. And I made the comment to my husband, who's been an entrepreneur since he was 12. I said, um, I always say this is my biggest mistake. Like (laughs) it came back to bite me in the butt. But I said, you know, I should just sell this. This stuff works so good. Everybody's loving it. I should just sell it. And he does this, you know, 180. And he says, um, okay. You know, I'm thinking like a little shop on Etsy. Mm -hmm. He says, okay, (laughs) you figure out what you want to be called. I'm going to get in touch with someone to do your logo and I'll buy a website. I'll get the website going. And I was like, okay, then. So I launched my company. My first company was called Olives Organic Botanicals because I was going to use olive oil as my staple ingredient. And I launched that in a year after my daughter was born on her birthday in 2009. And then rebranded in 2012 when the paleo movement came out. And I had this um, really interesting idea. My husband had brought home the um, paleo you know, movement, the mm-hmm. paleo diet with CrossFit. He had a CrossFit gym. And I Googled paleo skincare one day and nothing came up. But a conversation of two people, one person said, hey, what do you use for paleo skincare? And the other person said, coconut oil. And I said, I have a whole skincare line for you people. Like, this is me. This is my life. Mm-hmm. And it's clean and it's truly clean. So we rebranded in 2012 as Primal Life. And originally it was Primal Life Paleo Skincare. I'm actually the original paleo skincare company. And now if you Google paleo skincare, a million people call themselves paleo skincare. But um, truly- You were the first, baby. I was the one. You were the first. I coined that. (laughs) I was so excited about that. What about olive oil? Because I think I would think olive oil, if I put it on my skin, that I would break out and I would smell kind of interesting. So what about that was clearing for your skin? So it's got squalene in it, which is really great. And it's got a lot of nutrients that your skin needs. So a little just background on skin. Part of the problem with you know what we're being sold is that everything's watered down. And when you learn how to actually formulate products, and I know, you know, the general consumer isn't going to worry about how to formulate a product, but this is my, my expertise on how to formulate a product that actually works. And when you understand, you know, with my background in anesthesia, I really understand how everything works at the level of your cells, how your cells need nutrition. And when they die, you need a way to get rid of the toxins or the detoxification or the way, you know, the cell implodes or explodes and and it creates acid. So you've Mm got to be able to get rid of that. If you don't, you end up with inflammation in your skin, dehydrated skin. You end up with skin that just looks lifeless and dull and is more apt to scar when you do have something happen to you because there's no, no mechanism in there of healing. So when I realized that most of the products on the market are so watered down, with tap water, which is toxic to you, it's dehydrating your skin and reducing the amount of blood flow that you actually get to your skin. Mm -hmm. When you reduce blood flow, you reduce nutrient concentration from your insides, from your nutrition that you're eating, but you're also removing the ability of your your skin to get rid of the toxins from the dead skin or the dead cells and things like that, the toxins that are released from the tissue. So olive oil and other oils, olive oil is not the, I mean, I use so many oils, but olive oil um, for your skin, your skin, water can't pass through your skin. It sits on top of your skin. Mm. And as it evaporates, 
it pulls moisture out of your skin. The only thing that can pass, the only way things and nutri- nutrients can pass through your skin is they have to be lipid soluble mm-hmm. or fat. Olive oil mm-hmm. is nothing but fat. Mm-hmm. So it's going to actually be absorbed into your skin and all those nutrients are going to go with you. So blending olive oil with some essential oils, some herbs, some extracts, some other oils is actually going to feed and nourish your skin. And I always tell women, you know, if you really want to test the waters and you want to look, you know, even one, two or three years younger, and you want to get a little bit of a glow while you're making dinner and you're pouring your olive oil in your food tonight, your salad or whatever you're making, slap a little bit on your hand and put it on your face and then see what that does to your skin. Cause you're going to see a completely different response from your skin than a watered down product, a watered down ingredient. Just test the waters and see what your skin thinks of it. And I know a lot of women, I was terrified with oily skin, but what you have to understand is your body always tries to go back to normal And so when you're using products that dehydrate and dry your skin out, which is the cycle I was in with my Mm -hmm. acne, I was drying my skin out with not just the water-based products, but benzoyl peroxide and all of the salicylic acid, all the things in there. You're drying your skin out and your skin wants to be normal. So it's either going to do one of two things. It's going to get so dry that it's dry and flaky, or it's going to get so oily because it it's trying to protect you and produce more oil to protect itself. Because the sebum that sits on your skin, the sebum that you produce is going to harbor the good bacteria that prevents acne and prevents other things, but it also holds the moisture in your skin. So by using the wrong products and the wrong face washes, you're stripping off that la- layer of of that oil and your body just needs to keep producing more and more. So it just depends on how how your body reacts or your skin reacts to mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I feel like that was a huge piece. I also struggled with acne for a while and that was a huge piece of my healing was switching from the really intense, harsh, chemical-laden products, which I was sold were the answer to curing acne. And by the way, I know everyone's journey with acne is very, very different. But when I stopped using those products and went to very, very natural products, like we're speaking about, it changed. And I was shocked. I was like, wait a second. Like it just, it didn't make sense because I just felt like it was something that needed to be treated with more of a medicinal Mm -hmm. chemical thing because it was so intense. Mm -hmm. And my skin just like calmed down immediately. There were other factors obviously involved with nutrition and stress and rest and all these things. But that was one that I was really, really surprised by. And and it is, it's very, it, it's multifaceted. Everything is like, it's related to your gut health, your nutrition status, your exercise, your stress, your pollution level, everything. But what I always, you know, I, I, I'm one of those people that I, I, I really believe that you can create the skin that you want. And if you're buying products for dry skin, you actually might be creating dry skin, if that makes mm-hmm. sense to you. Sometimes the products that you're buying are creating the skin type that you're buying them for. Instead, and it's hard to get out of that cycle of thinking like, but I'm buying stuff for dry skin. It's moisturizing my skin. But when you read the ingredients, what becomes very apparent when you understand what ingredients do, that that product that you're buying to hydrate your skin is actually creating the dry skin. And if you flip it to something that's more natural and uses the oil, or I call it plant-based, I love the plant-based 
type of skincare. Um, that's what I create for Primal Life. And if you convert to a plant-based diet for your skin, then you end up with the nu- nutrients and you don't start stripping your skin. You, you start feeding it mm-hmm. nutritionally. Yeah. I think too, it's like from an Ayurvedic perspective, you know, it's like heat. Like acne is like heat. Mm-hmm. So when you're fighting heat with heat and the chemicals essentially would be like a heat, you kind of need the cooling aspect to balance it out mm-hmm. more so than like heat with heat. Mm-hmm. Um, with Accutane, you know, I have know tons of people that have used it and, and really loved it. What are your thoughts on that? And I know it's essentially, isn't it completely restructuring your microbiome so that there's, which affects your skin on your face or what is happening? So it, does it differently and it's actually just yeah it's kind of restructuring your skin it didn't work for me i went through two rounds of accutane like it cleared it up for a little while but it's not a solution and if you continue using the same like if you go back to using what you were using chances are really good you're going to end up with the same skin for the same reason i was talking about you're buying products that are just creating that circle of inflammation if it's inflammation or um, anything dehydration those types of stressors on your skin can create issues it can create rosacea acne almost any kind dry skin oily skin and I, I never tell people like, you know, don't use Accutane. I, I'm not one of those people that shakes my hand and my finger at people that do it because I've done it. I've done it. I've been there. I've been desperate. I've been, you know, inflicted with the, oh gosh, I can't even walk out the house without mm-hmm. makeup. Um, and I reverse engineered just like you did. You know, why did this work for me? Why, you know, I was terrified to put olive oil on my oily skin with acne and I reverse engineered, why is this working? Because women don't know this. They're out there buying the products that are being marketed to them for clear, beautiful skin, but they're ending up with, you know, it might clear up a little bit, but you're not getting the beautiful results that you actually want and that you deserve. You deserve good, beautiful skin. Yeah. And what was, so you, you touched on it, but that ingredient that we should be looking out for that should not be in our skincare. Oh, the number <laughs> I kind of want to talk about the label because I'm mm-hmm. I'm like a label whore, but I don't always know what I'm looking what for. What you're looking for. I can give you a couple little tips that'll help you. Okay. So these are like, I'm, I, I call myself a clean beauty snob. I'm a total snob um, when I look at ingredients. I've had so many people send me labels of products, you know, is this good? Is this okay? And I can tell you very quickly, there's a couple tips I can give you on how to look at a product and understand whether it is good for you or not. But the number one ingredient to look out for, if you ditch water in your skincare, you will ditch probably 99% of all the the other toxins. And the main reason is, first of all, water is not good for your skin. It dehydrates your skin. It's probably tap water. If it doesn't say it's purified um, after the water on the label, it's tap water. Tap water is loaded with, it can be loaded with tons of stuff, including radioactive you know, material, um, heavy metals, all sorts of stuff. So you're absorbing that through your skin. How much you absorb, I don't know, but it doesn't really matter because we're so many products use tap water and water. So it's mm-hmm. pretty much like an overuse type of thing. It's dehydrating your skin. The other thing is, um, you know, when you're talking about clean beauty, the things that the EWG and um, some of the other, you know, clean type of check your products out, make sure they're healthy or okay, safe for you type of apps. Or They don't really go into the fact that, first of all, water isn't 
a healthy ingredient. And secondly, conventional versus organic ingredients. If you're getting a product that's plant-based, which is really what you should be using, you should be looking at a, a label and the first five ingredients in my standards the first five ingredients are the main ingredients of that product. They make up about 70 to 90% of the product. You should know what all of those are. And if they look like a chemical, first of all, if water's the first ingredient, you should probably ditch it. If if the next four ingredients look like chemicals or one of them's a plant-based ingredient, it's probably not serving you. Um, the plant-based ingredients are usually um, the ones... but looking at the plant-based ingredients, you really need to look at those. Are they organically grown or are they conventional? Because where, you know, some of these other, you know, apps that are trying to tell you if something's healthy or not, where they're falling short by my standards is they take a plant-based and, and lavender can be conventionally grown or organic. And on their standards, it's safe. But yeah. on my standards, if it's conventionally grown pesticides pesticides herbicides yeah. glyphosate it can be genetically modified which mm -hmm. means that the nutritional value or whatever you're, the reason you're actually getting it isn't even mm -hmm. there so i always say you need to look at the or certified organic or organic ingredients or wildcrafted is okay count the ingredients and make sure that they fall at the top of the list and not the bottom those are just some easy ways to Got really it. look at. And packaging is another thing for, um, mm -hmm. you know, especially in this day and age, why are we still using so much plastic? I know. I know. Your skincare. I hate the ones that come in like a plastic thing where you have to rip it apart. It's like a toy, like a kid's toy at Christmas. Mm. You have to like rip it out of the, the plastic. I'm the like, plastic, yeah. What is this? But yeah, that's genius. With packaging, I guess... Should be glass. Is there anything else? Glass. So my deodorants are in cardboard. I love, oh, I love cardboard. That. Yeah, cardboard. My sun protectors in cardboard, and I do use tin or aluminum, like cool. the the tin type of containers mm -hmm. for body butters and things like that. I avoid plastic as much as possible. I do have one or two, but they're powder based mm -hmm. um, that are in plastic, and we're looking to convert them. What's bad about plastic? So any I. You know, any ingredient or any product that has any liquid in it. So liquid would be oils. It mm. would be water, which is in most conventional products. Anytime that there's a liquid and there's a temperature change, plastic is really dependent on temperature. So it went hot to cold causes contraction and expansion in plastic. Glass is not affected like that. And every time there's a temperature change, so you got to think about where it's being manufactured. A lot of skincare and People don't realize a lot of skincare is made um, not in the U.S. It's made overseas in China or someplace else. So you got to understand what is the condition. We don't even know what the condition of the factories or the mm. places where they're being poured and made. And then, you know, is it coming by boat? Is it going by air? You've got the temperature and pressure changes with that type of thing. Then once it hits the U.S. or if it was manufactured in the U.S., if it goes from Florida up to, you know, Seattle... There's huge temperature changes with that. So every time, and then once it gets in a store, you know, where's it being stored? Is it being in a warehouse that's in, you know, temperature controlled or is it not temperature controlled? Mm -hmm. So with every temperature change, you end up with a little bit more possibility with plastic, um, any of the contaminants in plastic leaching into moisturizers, face washes, shampoos, anything that would have a liquid in it, which is really most products. Got it. Wow, I want to be thrown out a lot of so stuff. Glass, later. yeah, glass is my gold standard. That's my face cool. products. I always package in glass um, because really, 
that, that it's not going to be temperature dependent and there's no toxins that are going to leach into you. And it's not going to affect the actual product itself. Mm-hmm. With um, If someone was to transition, is there like a detoxification period? Like, will they see, sometimes I feel like when people switch, they're like, oh, it gets better or it gets worse before it gets better. Do you feel like that's the case? With natural products, yeah. are you talking? So yeah, everybody's different. Yeah. Everybody's different. A lot of women find they don't really go through a detox, but I some didn't. women will. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even like when you're switching deodorants, um, what I do like to tell women and men, you know, the one way that you will detox toxins is when you sweat and when you do go through a weight loss, especially a significant weight loss. Because a lot of these toxins from the skincare that we've been using since we were little is they're, they like fat tissue. So they get stored in fat. And so when mm. you go on a weight loss and you lose 10 pounds very quickly, you can get brain fog. Like, you know, day four you know, one, two, and three, you feel amazing. And then you hit like one mm-hmm. week and you're like, I just don't even want to get out of bed. And you feel like crap, but you don't know why. Well, your body is burning fat, but in that fat is a lot of these toxins that get stored. So you just want to make sure that you're really flushing your body out with a lot of water. Wow. And any other detox, charcoal is great, things like that. Any type of internal detox you can do. But in your fat tissue is where you can store a lot of these toxins. Ooh. I want to ask about that just quickly with charcoal. Does it bind? It binds to things. So yeah, it has to. So the problem with a lot of detoxes or, you know, fat burning is you're you're going to be mobilizing toxins, but not necessarily mobilizing them to where they need to get out. So they don't go to your kidneys or your bowels to be removed. But with charcoal or a lot of clay detoxes, it will bind to that toxin and hold on to it so that you eliminate the charcoal, you eliminate the toxins with it. That's mm. basically how a lot of my products work. I use a lot of um, clay and a lot of charcoal in my dental products and my deodorant. And that's part of the reason is because um, it's going to bind to the toxins. Your mouth is one of the dirtiest places of your body. Mm-hmm. And one of the failures of of the dental industry, in my opinion, is that they're not deep cleansing the tissue, your gum tissue. It needs to be healthy. Your gums are supporting your the roots of your teeth and um, it's the gatekeeper to internal inflammation. So if your gums aren't healthy, there's a good possibility. It's been linked to so every inflammatory disease is linked to gum disease mm. and including infertility for both men and women, preterm labor for women that are, you know, pregnant or trying to get pregnant. Um, Gum disease is a big factor. So Mm. really taking care of you and detoxing, using clay to pull toxins out of your gum tissue is just going to make them heal quicker and be able to avoid um, damage or Mm -hmm. inflammation, if you will. Wow. What is, okay, before we get into dental hygiene, which I'm really excited about, um, just on the skin piece, the do you have like a specific order like that you use your products? So it's like oil, serum, exfoliating, how often? You know, I kind of, I always guess. <laughs> You're going to love this. You're going to love what I did. <laughs> I'm... <laughs> I'm a simple girl. Okay, cool. So don't give me too many steps okay, because cool. I don't down. have time for that. I'm down. Yeah, like simplify it. I think the 12 of- steps doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> oh, gosh. People and- that are doing 12 steps, I'm like... <laughs> You don't have like to. serum first on Tuesdays and then on 100%. Wednesdays. I don't have kids, but ask. I want to say, wait till you have kids. Wait, well, and yeah. <laughs> so simple is easy. And, you know, 
I'm 52 and my skin is better today than it was in my 30s by far. And I get way more compliments and I I get told I don't look 52. Part of it is, um, and I think you're going to love this. What I did is simplified it and I'm actually creating my line and and simplifying it even more to feed your skin seasonally. So you change your diet seasonally you eat the things that are in season because they have the most nutrients when they're in Mm -hmm. season so the same thing with your skin your skin changes and it doesn't matter if you live in a climate like here in california that's pretty stable all year or if you live like i do in ohio where you get the four seasons your skin still needs a change because it still goes through cycles so during the summer and the winter seasons those are your extremes those are when you're really nourishing and you're 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 really paying attention to the elements. So during the summer, you're you're protecting your skin with really good ingredients like red raspberry seed oil. Red raspberry seed oil has a natural SPF of between mm. 30 and 50. Wow. Really? Cool. Yes. And not only that, it's loaded with antioxidants. So as the sun's creating free radical damage, you're actually fighting it right there with your skin. Like the skin itself is your protector. Wow. So um, what I've done is created... And then in your summer or in your spring and fall, those are your transition seasons. So that's when you're going to deep cleanse. You want to get rid of the sludge from winter and you want to start protecting yourself for the summer and you want to exfoliate. So there are times when I do things more. So I'll use an exfoliator year round, but I'll do it more during the the fall and during the summer or the spring in the transition seasons. I do more of my hydration and my nourishment during the seasons when you're in the sun or you're in the wind and the, you know, the elements more. So um, I actually came out with a clean beauty box. That's a seasonal membership. You get the, the skincare that you need for the season, every season and every season is different. So it feeds your skin seasonally smart what Genius. if you have one season <laughs> what if you're in LA and you have one well, season well that's like that. your skin still cycles like really? your body still cycles and by you, you're intuitively you're you know it's not just the season that you're yeah. in but it's the relationship with the moon yes. and the stars and yes. the sun and so that's all changing the gravitational pull. Yeah. everything's changing but your body knows that but you don't yeah. like you mentally we don't think about that when you're not getting the seasons but your body still and, you know, I always say, you know, if you're using the same skincare you used three years ago, you're stuck. Like mm-hmm. your skin is stuck. It's mm-hmm. stuck. It doesn't know what to do. And it's not being challenged. When you eat something different, you're getting different nutrients. You're challenging your body. Your, you know, your immune system starts to go, wait, what's this? What's this? When you do the same thing with your skin, your skin loves it and it wakes it up and it can actually create a change in your skin for the better. So I created a, a really cool thing that I did. As a nurse, um, a nurse anesthetist, I've I've been in a lot of facelifts, um, you know, surgeries. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, over the course of the years I've been in, there were two cases that come to mind where the women, they were in their 50s getting a facelift and both of them almost lost their lives during the facelift because no surgery is without risk. Mm. And I remember I was involved in both of those, you know, and both of them survived, but I was just terrified. I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. you know, as a woman, I don't want to go through this. I don't Mm -hmm. want... To, I don't want women to have to feel like this is their only option. Mm-hmm. So it was planting the seed for when I didn't know I was going to have a skincare company that I, you know, with my background in burn nursing and my anesthesia, you know, all of that, watching a facelift being done, all the Botox and all that kind of stuff. I decided that I wanted to create an option for women, whether you're 25 or you're 65, 
something that you can do for your skin that's going to allow you to get that facelift look with a natural. So I created a non-surgical or a natural facelift kit that I have that uses the products that actually heal from the outside and inside, but a wand that I created, my um, face sculptor that helps to stimulate your skin. Oh, I love it. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's that's so good. awesome. It's mm-hmm. good. Stimulates your muscles. It helps um, stimulate collagen and elastin, which is one of the things that starts to decline in our 20s and we don't realize it. And so it helps boost all the things that your skin really needs to keep it looking younger and healthier. And then I teach a technique on how to use the wand to mimic a facelift. And really what it's doing is it's stimulating the the muscles around your your hairline so that if you stimulate the muscles, this is where the surgeons will make their incisions and they pull. So if you stimulate the muscles and over time, you're going to get that lifted look because these muscles... They, our facial muscles atrophy as we get older, like any muscle will, mm-hmm. um, like even your cheeks. And the less we use it, the quicker it's going to happen. And um, over time, we start to get this droopiness. And it's primarily because the muscles of our face aren't being used. So stimulating the muscles around here, just around your hairline, is actually going to lift your, your face back up. And then I teach you how to use it on your eyes. So if you just hold the wand, and it uses an ultrasonic current, so it's mm-hmm. stimulating your muscle. You just hold it for like three to five seconds. And over time, it helps to give your eyes a little bit of a lift. Wow. It's a, is it a microcurrent? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. And you use it either Game cleansing changing. with mm-hmm. the, the cleanser. You can use it with the moisturizer or you use it with um, the, the, the moisturizer or serum. And so I'll do cleansing, moisturizing, and lift. So there's three different modes. And I usually tell people just do one mode. It's two to six minute treatment. Mm-hmm. And just do one mode every week. So you're doing three treatments a week. You're doing one cleanse, one lift, and one moisturize. Okay. And it's, you can choose if you want to do two minutes, you only have time for two minutes. That's great. If you can do five or six minutes, do five or six minutes. But yeah. Any thoughts on Botox? Oh gosh. (laughs) Do you really want to go there? But that's interesting when you were going like this. I think when people do baby Botox, when I've done baby Botox, you put it right here. And so it's like, that's interesting that it's here where the muscles Mm. go for a lift. And it's almost like if they atrophy. So, and- Botox is botulism and it's a paralytic. So it's going to actually prevent your muscles from moving. So over time, you're actually going to be creating more of a droop because those muscles atrophy. But do you want to know the more scary thing about Botox? I don't know. Isn't it snake Hmm. venom? (laughs) No. That's honestly. Maybe. You guys, I'm going to Google this. Swear to God. So, but the I reason, believe you, but swear it just to goodness. sounded so crazy. I know, dude. <laughs> Botox is snake venom. This is, I always do these, uh, I do these Google searches and Justin's like, that's not a real Google search. <laughs> oh, actually, they have an injection of snake venom, but. Oh, Lord have mercy. But they, it's a, it's a. Because snake venom's probably a, it's a paralytic. Or you candy, can use yeah. it, yes. You can use it as a. So you can do your own. Either or. Yes, if you have a pet snake, you can do your own. So here's the thing Botox, because your body breaks it down, and the reason it's not permanent and you have to go back and get it Mm -hmm. re injected is because your body's going to break it down. And when it's being broken down, it mobilizes just like any other toxin Mm -hmm. and it loves fat. So, what's the closest fatty tissue to where you're getting your Botox injected? Cheeks? Go Uh. deeper. Go deeper, go way deeper. Oh, like your brain. brain. Yes, bingo. Nothing but fat in there. So it's, Ugh. you can get it, you know, Botox can be absorbed into your brain tissue and it's been loose links to early 
Alzheimer's or dementia. Yeah, that's the scariest part for me as a woman who wants to help women look beautiful without losing their mind. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's the scary thing. Like if Botox, I don't even know if I like it just because it paralyzes a muscle. And anytime totally. you paralyze a muscle, unless it's for a medical reason for pain or something like that, you're, you're really not benefiting down the road from it. You're, for sure. You, yeah. There's better ways to do it that's like a sh- accept yourself. What do, you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? We're just gonna like accept who we are? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I don't know. Do, I don't know, know about that. <laughs> that's Why a, do that's that? That's another. That's another. <laughs> with, with um, but I love that information. I know yeah. that much is. needed. With SPF, I've heard a lot about SPF being toxic. Is is SPF is the ingredients in SPF toxic? Or have you heard of that? Oh, that, yeah, like the oxybenzone. There's a yes. lot of yeah. So it's the ingredients that are toxic, mm-hmm. and um, your skin absorbs. Your skin's your largest organ. It absorbs. Um, you, you know, there's different. You know, wherever you look, you're going to see forty percent, sixty percent. Who cares how much your skin really absorbs? The main thing is if it's a small enough particle or ingredient, it it attaches to oil and almost every product has oil because that's the active way of getting something across your skin. It can be brought into your skin. And those are the, and they're neurotoxins. They cause cancer. Um, They're, they cause hormone disruption. Mm, So that's what, yeah. yeah. Endocrine disruptors, right? Yes. And they're xeno, they're xenoestrogens. Yeah. Uh, There's a, there, there's a lot of things that they do. And I mean, when you think about your thyroid, yeah. It, you know, a lot of women and men have issues with their thyroid and their thi- your thyroid is a hormone. It gets mm-hmm. affected by these things as well. And your thyroid is responsible for your metabolism. So your skincare could be making you fat. That's our title. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> with That's that, it. I think with the SPF too, there was written about how SPF and how we're so obsessed with SPF kind of, or has impacted our mm. vitamin D levels. Oh yeah. Cause it can block your body's production of vitamin D. Absolutely. Yes. Can you talk a little bit about yeah, that? Yeah. So your vitamin D is what you really need. Vitamin. Everyone needs vitamin D. And when you're putting things on your skin, that's blocking. And plus it's a false sense of security. If you're putting something on that says an SPF of 50 and you feel like, oh, I can be outside for three weeks and not put this on again. You're really, you're not protected for that long. So it's a false sense of security. Plus if you're putting something that's blocking the sun, which basically is a barrier, so you're putting something on your skin that's going to like yes. make the rays block, bounce mm-hmm. off, your body is not able to make vitamin D. And vitamin D is really important for a lot of health functions inside your body, which I'm not going to get into. But you do want to be able to produce your own vitamin D. So the nice thing about some of the things that I've created with my um my sun up is my stick that uses a non-nano zinc oxide. So non-nano zinc oxide is going to block the sun, but it's also going to allow with all the other ingredients, it has red raspberry seed oil, it has carrot seed oil. Those ultimately have a um, the ability for your body to create its own vitamin D as well. I use, um, I created a it's called Lickety Split, is a face serum that uses red raspberries. And I call it my base layer. So putting that on in the morning, especially when you're going to be out in the sun, you're going to be able to build a base layer. And if you're your body's a beautiful thing and it you are meant to be outside. You are meant mm-hmm. to protect yourself. So we need to stop putting so much on our body to block our own ability to protect ourselves. That's part of the mm. problem with our immune system and everything. Yeah. So let your body, I'm not saying go out without sun protection because you want that, but when you can create your own 
base layer of protection with a tan, a base tan is going to protect your skin a little bit. Continue to allow your body to produce its vitamin D and its natural oils and the ability to heal. That's the important thing and reducing the inflammation. So you don't want to go outside all day with no protection. You want to have some sort of protection, but you want to make sure that you're creating your own innate ability to protect yourself as well. Mm, That's fascinating that the skin can actually protect itself. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. This is, I'm literally taking notes. I'm not taking taking (laughs) notes for myself. I would love to transition to dental hygiene. I've really loved using your products. I was already using a non-fluoride toothpaste, but I just like, I think this like aspect of kind of bringing it back to the earth in not only skincare, but now dental hygiene is just making so much sense to me. And I'm surprised that it works, but it works. Um, so can you talk to us a little bit about why, why it's so important that we focus on our dental hygiene and how it affects the other systems in our bodies? Yeah. You can start there. So dental health is something that no one really talks about but it's the number one factor that affects everything. Like, you know, the skin, I I love the topics of skin and and dental because both of those affect your entire inside, which we don't see. Um, You can't really see the condition of your heart or your lungs, but you can open your mouth and see what's going on inside your gums and your teeth, and you can look at your skin. And if you're not happy with those, then they're a reflection of everything that's happening inside. So if if your gums, when you brush your teeth, are bleeding, um, or they're really sensitive, or your teeth are sensitive to hot and cold, that's an indication that there's a lot of inflammation and the wrong conditions inside your mouth. The problem with... um, I call it toxipaste, toothpaste, um, you know, general off the shelf type toothpaste, even some natural products. I can give you the three things you should look for in your dental products. Um, when I did my research, so a little bit of background, a little story for you. My daughter at the age of two had a molar come in and I'm going to use my little prop because this is, um, it's kind of fun to, to show everybody when you can see. So um, she had a molar come in with a natural cavity in it. Um, it, w- it was a two-year molar. My husband and I were brushing her teeth and we looked at that and we we're like, what is that? Like she doesn't eat sugar. What is that? So we took her to the dentist and the dentist took one look at it and he said, that's a natural cavity. It happened in utero when she was being developed, that tooth was being developed. Something happened in me, whether it was like a bacterial wash or a fever or uh, a cold, anything, something happened when that tooth was being developed, it created this defect. And he said that that tooth had um, a significant defect that he felt that the tooth would only last about a year. He wanted to put a temporary filling in it. And he said, well, every time this filling falls out, it'll probably fall out every two to three months. We'll just reevaluate and decide if it's time to pull the tooth because this tooth will probably have to be pulled within a year. And as we were leaving the dental office, he says to me, So we put the filling in, the temporary filling. We'll just hope for the best. And I just remember thinking, oh my God, this mama is not hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. I'd been making my skincare products at this time. So I thought I'm going to do my research. I'm going to figure out, like I didn't really know how important dental health was at that point. So I thought I'm going to do my research. I'm going to start looking at dental health. And I was really blown away when I realized that the products that were being sold are creating creating the conditions inside our mouth that leads to cavities and gum disease, which ultimately leads to internal health issues and, you know, 
all the things that come with that medication, stress, you know, illness, all of those things. So I created, I did my research. I found Dr. Weston A. Price, who was a dentist in the early 1900s, way before his time. He studied third world countries. And when you look at National Geographic, if you've ever looked at it, you see those big smiles, like big jaws, huge white teeth. And no one stops to think, wow, why is their dental health so good? The other thing you notice is they're never obese. Like they're slender, they're thin. So it's all related to their diet and their mineral um, the minerals in their soil is what he concluded, mm-hmm. creating a good environment inside the mouth. Their mouth is continuously um, interchanging the minerals. So your mouth is where everything happens. You can't take a supplement to replace the minerals in your teeth. You can only, this happens on the outside. So when you're eating your food, if they're mineral rich, if you're eating plant-based foods um, grown in organic soil, unfortunately our soil is mineral depleted now, but um that's why we get so many dental health issues. But if you're eating the right foods, you have a better chance of keeping the minerals in your mouth and, and going that, that circle. When you lose a mineral, you've got the mineral to replace it from the foods that you're eating. Um, so anyway, to make a long story short, I created my dental products with the idea from Dr. Weston A. Price that your mouth needs to have minerals replacing the minerals you're losing. So your dental products need to have minerals in them. What does that look like in your dental products? The best thing that I found that has the minerals in the ionic form that your teeth need is clay. I love clay. Clay is detoxifying, it's cleansing, it's healing, it's alkalizing, all the things that your mouth needs to stay healthy. But it also has the minerals, numerous minerals, because calcium and phosphorus are part of, mm-hmm. are, are two of the main minerals, but there's so many other ones. Um, so I like clay, um, and I think it's the most beneficial for your mouth. It also needs to be alkalizing. When you look at a product and whatever you're using, if there's nothing in it that's making it alkalizing, even if it has minerals in it, it's not going to do you a bit of good because in order for the minerals to go back into your teeth, your mouth has to be alkaline. The problem in today's world is that most of the foods we eat are acidic by nature. Mm -hmm. And then on top of that, the products that we're using in our mouth are destroying our good bacteria and creating more acids. During an acidic environment with the foods that we eat, the coffee that we drink, the minerals leave your enamel. So your enamel starts to get thin, you start to get sensitive teeth, and then the acids also wear away your your gum tissue. So all of this is happening. So um, it needs to be alkaline. And the best ingredient that I have found that does that is baking soda. So looking for baking soda and clay in a dental product is going to be two symbols that you're on the right track and you're using something that's good. When you don't see those two ingredients and you see a list of other things, there's a good chance that you're creating the havoc that's happening. Um, The other thing that um, I say that dental products need to do is detox. And that's done with the clay. The clay will pull the, um, your gum tissue is exposed to so many pollutants, including heavy metals from water and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, So the clay is going to bind and help pull toxins from your gum tissue, not just your gum tissue, but your soft palate, your hard palate, everything, you know, all the way down. So those are the three things. You want it to be alkaline, you want it to have minerals, and you want it to detox your mouth. So that was the basis. To make a long story short, that tooth that my daughter had that had that natural cavity in it, the dentist thought we were going to have to pull that within a year. We totally spaced out on that tooth. We, 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 <laughs> we didn't really have any issues with it. That, and she lost that tooth naturally at the age of 12. She turned 12. The tooth fell out with the original temporary filling. We never had 
any issues. So I did my job and you could actually see when the tooth fell out that it had formed and healed. The um, The enamel had actually healed over that temporary filling, which is why she never lost it because it actually mm-hmm. held it in place and created a seal and bonded it so that she could actually keep that tooth for the life of the tooth. And I don't know if you guys know anything about meridians, but every tooth is connected to a, a body organ um, through a meridian. And that was the main reason I wanted her to keep that tooth is because, you know, that's a connection that if it's broken, you know, you don't know what it's what it could do, but mm-hmm. I didn't want to break that connection for her. I wanted her to be able to keep that tooth as long as she could. Is that in Chinese medicine? Um, yeah. It, yeah. The um, the meridian. The tooth meridian. Connection. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because if you have a problem with a tooth, if you feel mm-hmm. something with a tooth, an ache or something, it can be signaling that that organ that it's connected to is having an issue or the reverse. If you have a stomach ache or something going on with an organ, it could actually be telling, trying to tell you that there's a problem with the roots or that tooth or something. So it, the, the connection goes both ways. Wow. And um, fluoride, I think that's like a topic of conversation. What are your thoughts? So fluoride, the way I um, talk about fluoride is that you weren't born with fluoride unless your mother had a lot of fluoride in her body. Which you can get from water and then dental products, And right? dental products. Okay. and Yeah, and some foods, cans and things like that. So there's a, a lot of sources of fluoride. Fluoride, in my opinion, has no place in your body. It's not, you know, it, it's neurotoxic. Um, it's been found in in bone because once it gets inside your body, it travels and um, it replaces the minerals. So what it does, what happens with fluoride and the reason they thought it was going to work so well is because they thought it was going to actually be harder and make your enamel harder and be make your teeth stronger, which is great in theory if it works. But the problem is, is that it really is a neurotoxin and, and if it's in too high of levels or doses and you know it's in so many things you don't know what you're really getting it can cause spots on your teeth and that are permanent and it's called fluorosis so you'll see kids with dark spots on their teeth sometimes yeah. um, and even adults and that's related to some medications will cause that too but um, it can be related to too much fluoride what fluoride does is it will actually remove or replace your good mineral with a fluoride mineral and once it gets into your dentin which is the layer beneath your enamel the dentin is right there Um, your pulp is housed inside your dentin your dentin is your shock absorber it's made with it's got fluid in it it's got some minerals but it's got fluid it's you know so that when you bite down you don't feel everything because your your pulp has your blood vessels in your your nerves so your dentin is like your shock absorber you want to know how um, peroxide whitens your teeth how (laughs) (laughs) from the inside out so this is why peroxide is bad for your teeth so if you've ever gotten a peroxide treatment and you've had that, oh, it hurts. Like, yeah, peroxide, your dentin, like I was saying, is fluid-filled. Peroxide works to whiten your teeth by pulling the fluid. I call it dehydrating your dentin Mm -hmm. because your dentin is actually like a yellow color or bluish color. So when your enamel gets really thin because you've worn away with all the acids and you're not replacing them because you're, you don't know that you're doing the, you're using the wrong products, you, you start to wear thin on your enamel. And as your enamel gets thin, you start to be able to see your dentin through it. And then you get that discoloration. Peroxide works great because it pulls the the moisture, the, it dehydrates your dentin. And when it does it, it makes it more opaque. So you, your teeth look whiter very quickly. It depends on the concentration of peroxide. Obviously, the higher the concentration, the more it's going to hurt. 
peroxide, once it gets into your dentin, it's caustic to your nerves. So it that's why it hurts. Yeah. You know, once it gets here, it's right really close to your nerves and that's why it hurts. So I created my teeth whitening system um, because I am a girl that does not like pain and I want to actually whiten your teeth so that they stay white and strong. The best way to do that is to rebuild your enamel. Your enamel is your whitest and thickest part of your tooth. And it's really what protects your teeth from saying, like from cavities and keeping them strong so you can keep your teeth to your grave. So what I did was I created my teeth whitening system using both red and blue LED lights. The red light, it helps heal the gum tissue, helps with the gums. The blue light helps uh, reduce the bacteria that's bad for your teeth, but it also helps to whiten the surface of your teeth. And then the gel that I created has the components needed, like I was talking about in your dental products, it's got the clay in it. So it's going to help remineralize your teeth and it's alkaline. So it's going to whiten the surface because the clay is going to help to remove the surface um, discoloration. But over time, the minerals are going to rebuild. I, I talk about it like it's laying the foundation with bricks. So you're just going to be laying the brickwork down. And the, the more you use my products, the thicker your enamel can get. The sensitivities should go away. In fact, I, most people that um, find me when they have sensitive teeth, they'll brush two or three times with my dirty mouth tooth powder and their sensitivities go away completely. Their teeth feel stronger. And it really is because it's, it's so simple. It, like dental health is so simple when you get rid of all the stuff that's doing the harm. Mm -hmm. It's really sad. It's really sad that we've come to this. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of dumped it down and made it work. Mm. Are there any dentists out there that are on board for all of these products that you've created? Because I feel like when I talk to my dentist, like he's not listening to me. Most of them. Well, most dentists don't understand this. In fact, I get um, like on my Facebook or Instagram, when I do talks about this, because I'll do how to heal a cavity and you know sensitive teeth, I do talks about that kind of thing. I like to teach people. And I get a lot of dental hygienists. And I apologize if any of you are out there are dental hygienists. I love you all. And I actually love it when you tell me that um, they'll comment and tell me, you can't heal a cavity. There's no way you can heal a cavity. You're giving misinformation. And my response to them is always the same. You are absolutely right. You will never heal a cavity with toxapaste and mouthwash because of the components and the damage that it's doing. You need the three things that I talk about in order to heal a cavity. But if you change what you're using and change the environment inside your mouth to be alkaline, provide the minerals and detox your mouth, you can 100% heal a cavity and help receding gums, regenerate receding gums. I've done it. I had a woman call me one night. It was a Saturday night. She called earlier. I was listening to my voice messages and I thought, oh, I'll just listen to one more. And I was so glad I did because um, it was a woman from Texas, Miss Gibbs, and she started the conversation, the voice message saying, I don't know who's in charge over there. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> she said, but you are the bomb. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what? This is a good one. Mm -hmm. And so she said that she had five or six cavities and she needed a root canal. So she mm -hmm. bought my dirty mouth tooth powder as a last resort, just hoping to be able to prevent any other damage. And she, that was the day she had just left her dentist office for her root canal. She went in to get her root canal, sat down in the chair. He looked at her, examined her, and he said, Miss Gibbs, you can go home. Mm 
You only have one cavity and it's so small, you don't need a root canal. So go home. So it literally healed all of her teeth. And the one that needed a root canal was it, it minimized the damage so that it could heal. So it can be done. It can be wow. done. But the dentist, so there are dentists out there, look for a biological dentist. Okay. Mm-hmm. And sometimes oh, okay. it's worth the travel. You know, they're becoming more yeah. popular, but um, sometimes, especially depending on where you live, it might be an hour travel. But if you do it once or twice a year, um, it's, you know, it's so worth it to, yeah. to see a biological dentist or um, even a natural dentist. But you want to make sure a biological would be better. It would be a better choice. But if there's no one close enough to you, if you look for someone who's natural. But I do have a lot of dentists. Actually, I've done a lot of um, talks. Uh, I was at Paleo FX. I've done mm-hmm. my talk there a couple. And dentists come up to me at the end of my talk and they're like, oh my gosh, I, you know, what you talk about nobody talks about. They're not teaching anyone how to keep their mouth healthy. We're just giving them the things that are making them sick. Mm-hmm. So they're, you know, there are a lot of dentists that get it, but some, some won't, they, they don't understand it. Yeah. What I tell my clients too, you know, is in one of my email follow-up emails after they've purchased my dirty mouth is I warned them that if you go to the dentist, you will probably get the best checkup of your life. You'll probably go, there'll be very little plaque because basically alkaline and clay will bust up plaque. It mm-hmm. gets rid of it. So you'll probably have very little plaque. Your gums will look good. Your teeth will be amazing. Your dentist is going to come in and go, this is the best checkup you've ever had. What are you using? And you're going to tell them what you're using, all excited. And you're going to expect them to be like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Can I see it? 90% of the time, the dentist goes, oh, you can't use that. You can't use that. You need to use this, which is what you've been using for years and never had a good checkup. So most dentists will never understand it. So I always try and prepare my 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 clients that you just do what's right for you. If you just got the best dental checkup of your life, you make the decision that's right for you. Because most dentists, um, and it's not necessarily their fault, and I'm not talking bad about dentists, but most dentists don't understand the natural aspect of dental health, mm-hmm. how to heal it. Mm-hmm. I think we're just open to different perspectives. Yeah. I mean, we have tons of dental hygienists that listen. Yeah. We love them. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're, if whatever works for people and if it's working for them to try something natural, I think and that's what's, what's really important. cool. And what I love, that's why I love, I love it when I get dental hygienists because when I come back with that, they're like, oh my gosh, I never, it's a perspective they never thought mm-hmm. to think about. You know what I mean? So then they think of it that way and they start, and actually I have a couple dental, dental hygienists that started out that way and then they, tried my products they're like oh my gosh you're absolutely right I've never had a mouth feel my mouth feel this clean so I always like to just challenge people to just think outside the box that's how I started my business like I just thought outside the box and there's got to be a better way and sometimes what we're being sold is not what we're buying Mm -hmm. and that's my whole philosophy with with almost anything is make sure what you're buying is actually what you're being sold because they don't line up most of the time mm-hmm. with so many things. And what about um, gum disease? I actually don't know what causes that. A, a couple of different things. But overall, what gum disease is, is it's the, uh, your gum tissue starts to break down. Inflammation can cause it, bacteria. Um, what happens a lot of times is the pockets, the gum tissue between your teeth, um, the, gut, the gums are supposed to butt up and, and come up to and, and protect your, your roots. Over time, because of the acids that we're, we're eating and the acids, and 
when you're eating sugar, the bad bacteria inside your mouth breaks down and eats the sugar and creates acids. Acids will wear away at your enamel, but also your gum tissue. Um, some of the foods that we eat are a little caustic and you know dental products, things that we put in our mouth are not always good for peroxide is not great for your gums either. So just depending on what you're using, but gum disease is really just the wearing down of your gum tissue. And if it becomes so worn down that it's inflamed, that inflammation creates that barrier loss. So the cells, just like with leaky gut, I don't know if you guys have ever talked about leaky gut, but that the cells don't, they're not snug anymore. They sort of become this little gateway that anything pathogens and things can pass through. That's what happens in your gums. So leaky gut doesn't really start in your gut. I call it leaky gums. So leaky gum syndrome, leaky gut syndrome, then will lead to leaky brain syndrome. And we don't want to go there because mm -hmm. the leaky brain syndrome means things are getting into your brain that shouldn't be getting into your brain. Mm -hmm. But leaky gums is usually where it starts. And that's how inflammation actually gets into your body. Once the inflammation gets into your body, it travels anywhere. So it can end up as heart disease. It can end up as diabetes, preterm labor, Labor, infertility, all, any kind of inflammatory disease, and you don't know where that inflammation is going to end up and how it's going to affect you. But the good thing is, is that it can be reversed. So um, brushing, I know we talked about brushing really hard. You always want to brush with a soft bristle, um, never hard. And you typically want to brush up and down. You don't want to brush side to side. Side to side will wear uh, um, your gum tissue down and it's not really going to clean. Um, you want to brush more up down. If you're brushing circle, because I know a lot of people learn to brush, you want to do more of an uh, oval so that it's long, a long circle and go that m motion. But your gums can regenerate. It's, um, it's the same tissue as your skin. It's epithelial. And you you know, if you can heal a cut on your arm, you can heal your gums. The reason that your mouth is so significantly different than healing a cut on your arm or a broken bone, because I get told all the time you can't heal a cavity. And I'm like, well, do you believe you can heal a bone? Well, yes, you can heal a bone. We know that. Well, then why can't you heal a cavity? Because your tooth is made up of the exact same minerals as your bone. In fact, your teeth, your enamel is harder than bone. The reason that most people believe the difference between healing a bone and healing something inside your mouth is the environment. It all comes down to the environment. Mm -hmm. Your bone is in um, an environment that's pH neutral. Um, it's not acidic and it's not really alkaline. It's kind of more neutral. So the, the minerals and the nutrients can get to it and heal it. Whereas in your mouth, it's mostly acidic by nature. So by changing the environment inside your mouth, you can heal that. The same thing with your gum tissue. The The main thing when I teach my, my clients about gum tissue is stopping the process of the, the, the breaking down of your gum tissue. You just want to stop it. Um, and stopping that is as simple as changing what you're using. Stop using mouthwash, mouthwash with alcohol, triclosan, and all of those bad ingredients, the, the artificial colors, all of that is going to wear down not just your enamel, but your gum tissue. It's going to destroy your good bacteria inside your mouth. So don't use mouthwash. I make a gum serum. It's made out of olive oil with essential oils that stimulates things and it helps heal with the nutrients. And then the LED teeth whitener is amazing because the red light helps to increase blood flow, increase collagen, like red, red light for your skin. I'm sure you guys have talked red light therapy. Mm -hmm. Red light therapy for your skin is amazing, but the same thing. I took that red light, put it inside your mouth and that red light inside your mouth will help stimulate the blood flow, the collagen production inside your gums. And um, because light penetrates, could possibly even 
penetrate into your jawbone and and the bone, the structures inside your mouth, not just your gum tissue, because it depends on how deep it penetrates, but in the in the damage that's done. But over time, you can regenerate gum tissue, and it just takes time. It's just a longer haul. You're not mm-hmm. going to see that regeneration very quickly. But stopping the process is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Wow. I feel like we've got so much for everyone to do. So, Everyone is ready, so ready, ready to rock. Where can people find you and where can they find uh, more of what you're talking about? My uh, Primal Life Organics is the website. And um, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Primal Life Org is Instagram, Primal Life Organics is Facebook. And then I'll give you guys the links that everybody can check out. The things that I've talked about at, you know, a, a great, great discount for everybody. Cause awesome. I know um, everybody's ready to rock and, you know, sometimes it just, it makes sense when, when something makes sense. And that's really where I come from with my background in nursing. I I want people to make the change because they understand why Mm -hmm. it's the why. And if you don't get the why behind it, you're just stuck in a cycle of trying things over and over Mm. that aren't working. Mm -hmm. So learn the why behind things, learn the why behind healing your mouth and having the best smile. Your smile's your logo. Let everybody see it shine. Mm -hmm. And you know, your skin is beautiful, you know, feed it what it needs and give it, give it beauty from without. And, and then everything else kind of falls into place as well. Mm -hmm. You, You know, your diet, your exercise, when you're feeling good about yourself on the outside, things change on the inside. Mm, love it. Thank you, Trina. Amazing. Thank you so much. All right, guys, we'll see you soon. Bye. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope this was super helpful, informative, and eye-opening. Thank you, Trina, for joining us. Again, she is the founder of Primal Life Organics. You can go to primallifeorganics.com for mouth and body products, face and beauty, skincare, um, supplements, and more. And again, for 60% off their natural teeth whitening, you can go to naturalteethwhiteners.com. Again, that's 60% for a limited time for our our listeners, naturalteethwhiteners.com. And just a little almost 30 biz. For those of you out there that want to start, grow, and monetize a podcast, you know it's changed our lives. Um, We have a hub for you. Podcast Pro is our hub for all things podcasting. And we just, we just redid our Podcast Pro ebook. So check that out. Go to almost30.com, click on Podcast Pro. It is waiting for you. It is a step-by-step to launch, grow, and monetize your dream podcast. This is really a self-study. And then we also have one-on-one coaching available, which you can find out more at our website, almost30.com. This is a one-hour coaching call with us. We do a deep dive and audit of your podcast, as well as personalized strategies and suggestions uh, based on your goals and vision for your show. Excited to connect with you. Thank you all so much. Have a good one.